Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Clark and I are in the studio, and we are talking about Matthew chapter 3. So come on, dive in with us. Dive in. Dive in. We're going to talk about Jesus' baptism. <laughs> oh, what a reference. <laughs> anyway, Clever. It's, uh, it's going to be good and helpful. I feel, like, I feel like you've got some good factoids here you're going to share today. Yeah. It's been sitting in the scriptures. And I guess one of the things initially, <laughs> I like the Old Testament, New Testament connections, talking about, you know, this one who's going to come prepare the way yeah, for Jesus. Us. I love okay. when the Bible talks about the Bible. It's just good stuff. So going back to Isaiah. <laughs> but the one question I had as I'm sitting in this, it's like John the Baptist is a weird dude. And so again, like Amen. God, of all the, the people you could have chosen to promote the kingdom mm-hmm. of God and Jesus' ministry as it's about to begin, why did you pick the crazy dude eating bugs and camel <laughs> outfit? And so I sat with that. There for is a purpose, while. though. Like, there is purpose. Yeah. yeah, there is purpose for the Jewish community. They would have known that this guy looks and sounds like Elijah, the prophet. They would have known that. Yes, they would, they would have, have yeah. known that. Been like, hey, mm-hmm. this guy's dressed like like him. Um, when he's talking about preparing the way for the one to come, I think initially people could have been confused that Jesus was Elijah or like another Elijah. But if mm-hmm. John was him preparing the way for the Messiah, then they know Jesus has got to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. So as John's talking too, he's talking about repentance. Um, that sackcloth that he wears is pointing towards that. You think about King David wearing sackcloth, mm-hmm. modeling repentance. And so... Mm. When it comes to what's the draw, if I'm somebody in the local town going, hey, come talk to the crazy flop by the river who's eating locusts and mm-hmm. getting people dunked in the water, <laughs> you're like, come okay. Come see a show. <laughs> yeah, come see the show. Circus in town all week. Um, is it his uniqueness that's the draw? It's the po- right. Is it the power of his message? Mm. Or is it um, his conviction? Because I feel like John the Baptist knows what he thinks and he's preaching it. Yeah, well, you read that. You, yeah, you yeah, read that. and. Up. He's a man of conviction who's living mm-hmm. out what he thinks. So there's poverty. Mm-hmm. There's the following of, the, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he eventually gives his life for him. Right. One of the other things I appreciate about John the Baptist, and I feel like we could take today, is that he is a man of conviction who is following the Lord, but also is critical of both the religious community right, everybody. and the secular community. Yeah. <laughs> Where I feel like today in the church, we have people who are just like, like religiosity, the church, um, the Christian church. Like all the problems here, you need to address that. Mm-hmm. And, and we do need to start there. We need to start within the church looking and examining ourselves. Mm-hmm. But then we, there also is a point in time when you speak to and comment on the things that are in the world that are not good. Sure. You got to because that stuff rubs off onto the Christian community because we live in the world. So yeah. when I'm looking at John the Baptist here, he kicks off <laughs> calling the religious leaders mm-hmm. the brood of vipers. <laughs> right. You brood of vipers. People inside the church. You yeah. evil snakes. Like, who do you think you are? And he's going at them saying, you look all spiritual and holier than thou, and your hearts are corrupt. Mm-hmm. You're mishandling money. You don't care about the poor. You're not loving people well. So yeah. he goes after them. But when you jump ahead to Mark 14, just thinking about John the Baptist, as he's talking about repent and believe here, Mm -hmm. he goes after Herod, the Tetrarch. Mm. Herod's brother Philip had died, so then Herod took his brother's wife, and then was drunk at this party, and he basically just straight up told him, like, dude, what you're doing is wrong, you pervert. 
It didn't end well, though. You can't do this. You know, it's wrong. And so he stands up to the religious leaders and he stands up to political social leaders that are doing evil things. He's saying what you're doing is wrong. You Mm -hmm. can't do that. Mm -hmm. That's not helpful for our community or anybody else around here. Yeah. John the Baptist ends up getting beheaded by the dancer (laughs) and Herodias, Philip's wife, now with Herod. But I appreciate John here having conviction, standing up, saying, right. I'm going to speak the truth mm-hmm. and do it boldly. Mm-hmm. He's got conviction. So I think yeah. that's probably a draw for people to come and see what's really happening here. Right. It is. You're right. I mean, I'm intrigued anyway, but well, I, I, uh, I wasn't really, John didn't really stick out to me in the message. It was more of Jesus baptism. Sunday school answer. And so mm-hmm. I, well, I Jesus. mean, you're so funny. And so what sticks out to me in the baptism of Jesus, and I, I feel like this is one of those stories, again, that you, if you've read the Gospels, you've read this because, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, it's in there. Or if even if you've been like around church, you probably know the story because this is kind of like when Jesus goes from, um, you know, Jesus boyhood growing up into a man to like now it's like ministry after this Mm -hmm. and so i think that's kind of where i just sat in the text a little bit and so i'll read so this is chapter three and really just one one verse verse 16 as soon as jesus was baptized he went up out of the water and at that moment heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of god descending like a dove and lightning on him and a voice from heaven this is my son whom i'm well pleased now very next verse sorry a couple verses here first chapter sorry first verse of chapter four then jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil and so what sticks out to me and i think we've so we've heard this before we know the story and it felt just holy spirit enlightened Mm -hmm. was like hey you've got to be filled you've got to be you have to be before you can do and so that might be like an obvious thing for you guys. And I don't want to use this Christianese language like, oh, a being and doing and what does that even mean? Like, no, no, no. I, I, it's a simple, it's a simple Holy Spirit moment. It's not this philosophical thing. It's literally just, we need to be with and near and filled and whatever kind of, you know, verb that you want to put there, the Lord before we can do things for him and what, or with him even, or with him, for yeah. him, with him. And so the reason why we know that we know that we know that this is true is because Jesus is a son of man and he is fully man and he's getting baptized and Holy Spirit is now with and upon him. And right after that, he's baptized. The father says that he loves him, that he's pleased with him. We have the dove of here. And it's right after that, the very first verse of chapter four that he goes, that he is led by the spirit. How can we be led by something that's unfamiliar to us? How can mm. we be led? Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's one of those things where you might be following, but you don't know where they're going like if you know if you're the caboose of the train and the engine is up here and and there's no connection between you well then you you know the engine's way gone and the caboose is in the back anyway i was just encouraged in that that we need to actually have our doing flow from our being and another just very simple bible text that connect to connected to this in my in my brain was from galatians 6 and so we talk with our kids a lot about the fruit of the spirit galatians 5 sorry galatians 5 because we talk with our kids a lot about the fruit of the spirit and Mm -hmm. what like because it's helpful because you can see this um 
you can see these attributes, you know, yeah. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You can see these things, but the goal isn't that we just will ourselves to be loving or that we just, you know, begrudgedly do these things. It's actually in the verses right before the fruit of the spirit that says that we live by the spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's because of those things that we produce this fruit. The fruit is love, joy, peace. So the we got to spend time on the front half of it. We got to spend time on the live with the spirit live by the spirit and then obviously this is important in jesus ministry because before he's doing anything before he's healed anybody i mean really that we know before he's done these things for sure he's been with father god in this intimate way he's been like holy spirit is now on the scene and so there's this relational aspect before jesus ministry gets gets kicked off that's that's necessity. That's something um, that I'm just reminded of in reading this today that, you know, before you step out of bed, before you, whatever that looks like, before you fall out of bed on your knees, I don't know. But like, um, I've heard it said before, you know, that like proximity isn't the issue with God because he's always near. He's always near. The issue is our positioning. Because am I gonna am I gonna position myself there? Awareness. Because his, yes, his proximity is always we're always within constant. grasp. Yeah, it's it's constant. constant. Yeah. And so how, where am I going to position myself? Because I know before I can step out, before I can, you know, love my children well, like I, in my own sin, as even as mom who loves and cares for them dearly, I don't have the same power that I'll have with Holy Spirit mm. if I'm filled there. And so Charles Spurgeon, I think, has a quote that says, before you see the face of man, see the fa- seek the face of God. And that's kind of what came to my mind here, just visiting and revisiting the passage that's popular in Jesus baptism. That's solid. Yeah. That's really good. Solid. Passionate. Um, <laughs> what stick out to you? Yeah. I, I, I sat in the baptism itself as well. For me, I go back to like what John began to say in verse 11. Hmm. And that is, he says, I baptize you with water for repentance. So it's a baptism of repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So Mm. this is important because John is saying, I'll baptize you so you can repent of your sins. There's like a new way of the washing away of sin and in walking in this new life. Basically in the Old Testament up to that point, it had been all about atonement. Atonement If you wanted your sins to be forgiven, you Mm. didn't get water put on you, you go killed an animal. Probably a lamb. Yeah, Yeah, there's blood. So when, when John's writing this and the other gospels, John looks up and sees Jesus and what does he say? The first thing he says when he sees Mm -hmm. him, he says, the Lamb of God, who's come to take away the sins of the world. So John's doing a baptism of repentance. Jesus, the Lamb of God, walks on. You have the first foreshadowing of a new kind of atonement that is going to be once and for all in baptism. So Jesus comes to step into the waters of baptism, which signifies the washing away of sin, but Jesus is sinless. Jesus didn't sin. Mm. So he's identifying with us. Say, I'm going to show you what you need. I am fully God and fully man. And so we're seeing here that the, the sin of the world is going to be put upon him. And Jesus isn't a sinner. He's identifying with our need. Looking back at the tr- text here, Jesus is also, mm-hmm. he's part of the triune God. So he then receives the blessing of the Father. And we need that blessing too. Right. So and, again, like a picture for us. Yeah. Like, okay. And then like mm-hmm. you said, Jesus is empowered by the Spirit. And yeah. we need to be empowered by the Spirit. So when you look at yeah. the baptism of Jesus, here's what it says in verses 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Mm. Jesus replied, Mm -hmm. let it be so now. 
it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And mm-hmm. then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was opened. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And then a voice from heaven, which is the Father, Mm -hmm. said, This is my Son, whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. And so right there in those few verses, you got to know this today, and we got to remember this, that Jesus' model and example for us here is is the pathway, is the invitation, it's what God longs to give us to. Because now what Jesus Christ did, dying on the cross, and being that final atonement for us, when we are baptized, when we confess and repent of our sin, we're washed of our sins, but now that heaven is open to you and me. Mm. Like you have access to the Father now because of what Christ has done. So just as the heavens parted and the Father looked down the Son, when you and I understand our sin and the Spirit's working in our heart, we repent. Heaven is open and you have access to God mm. because of what Jesus Christ has done. And then just as the Spirit came on Christ, the Spirit has come to be upon us for empowerment, but inside of us for the marathon, for the longevity of this this life, the spiritual journey. Yeah. And then the last thing I would say is when the Father blesses Christ the Son, he says, this is my Son, with him I am well pleased. When you read that scripture in light of the rest of the scriptures, you know that when you repent of your sins and you believe in Jesus, the mm. Father considers you an adopted child of God. Yeah. So heaven's opened, mm. the Spirit's given, and now you are considered part of God's family. So I'm not sure what of that is lifting for you today, whether it's Bobby you know, sharing the, we have to be with the Lord and be connected with him before we try to go do anything with him mm-hmm. or for him, right? But also what Jesus did here was that he showed us what we need yeah. And that you have access to the Father. Don't think you need to get yourself all ready and perfect before. Like you said, it's proximity. He's here. Yeah. You just call out to him. And then from there, ask the Holy Spirit to move in your life. And then yeah. you got to be courageous enough to follow him. Follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then consider yourself a child of God. You have to tell yourself that. I'm a child of God. Mm. I'm loved. Mm-hmm. I'm adopted. I'm in God's family. Yeah. And I got to live like it. And Jesus exemplifies all of that right here in these first couple of verses. So I'm just celebrating that you have a heavenly father. I have a heavenly father. You got a heavenly father who delights in you. And when you and I repent of our sin and believe, he considers us to be part of his family. Yeah. So the world's made an image of God. All these people are, but not everybody's considered a child of God. Mm. That, that precursor to get into the family is a repentance of sin saying, I need help. Yeah. And Jesus didn't need to do that. Right. He was sinless, but he still showed us what we need to experience and what we need. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's a good word. So I got. Wow. You guys, thanks for joining us on this Monday. Hope you guys are blessed. And then yeah. feel free, please share social, social media around your table, what you're learning out of Matthew chapter three today. Go in peace. God bless you. We'll talk to you Wednesday. See ya. Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.